0: When you're getting back into your busy fall routine but still want to make every breakfast count, try Blue Apron's new ready-to-cook meals that offer your favorite fresh quality ingredients ready in minutes. With 60-plus options each week, you can choose from an ever-changing mix of high-quality meat, fish, vegetarian, WW-recommended, and health-conscious offerings. Get a $100 gift card, plus enjoy $130 off across your first six orders when you place an order by September 23rd. Visit blueapron.com unique2022. Hi, uh, welcome to another uh, episode of the Let's Go Eat Show. I'm Bill Allred, and my guest this time is Jay Whitaker. Who? Jay Whitaker. You know Jay. Actually, Jay is probably pretty well known to the audience around here. Jay's a, a stand-up comedian. He's a member of the armed services, and he's also just a stand-up guy. You know, uh, we're going to talk to him here in a second, and I, I forgot to ask him, though, something that I wanted to know, Did he does he really love birds as much as he claims to love birds? Or is that just some persona that he's adopted? But I didn't ask him about that. I should have. <clears throat> and I didn't get him to do his bird call, which, if you've heard him do it, is really obnoxious. Uh, but we did talk about moisturizing, <laughs> and we talked about what it's like to be uh, a black man living in Utah, uh, or anywhere for that matter. Uh, so I hope you enjoy the conversation. He's a funny guy, but we talked about a lot of serious stuff in this uh, podcast. Uh, not so much the funny stuff. Here it is, without further ado, Jay Whittaker on the Let's Go Eat Show. Hell yeah, that's good. No, yeah. so anyway, so if you don't mind, um, uh, eat, uh talking with your mouth full, and uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, as l- yeah,
1: as long as your listeners don't mind, as
0: I don't think they do. It's called the Let's Go Eat Yeah, thing.
1: I figured so. Yeah. Uh
0: Jay Whitaker, Whittaker, uh our guest and are you rolling? Yeah. yeah. Oh, we're rolling. Yeah. Okay. Not so.
2: uh, not a not a, not really on a fancy show here. No. We just go, man.
0: Okay. I like it. So we've got uh, uh some uh, tacos here from Tacoria 27. It's the best. Which I uh, I had no idea you were such a fan
1: of. I I grew up on fish tacos. Mm. I'm from LA and and mm-hmm. um lived in San Diego, Orange County as well and you go, out by the, you go out by the beach, that's what you're going to eat, you know, fish tacos. You know, right and there.
0: and you like the way Taqueria mm-hmm. 27 does them. Mm-hmm. Jay Whitaker, of course, um, we think of him as our very own local stand-up comedian. But in a way, that's not correct. Um, Jay is um, not a native Utah product, as you just heard, him, Southern California uh, man and um, he, uh, but you got, you got, you ended up coming to Utah because of the military. Right? right.
1: Yeah. I always say home is, you know, people say home is where the heart is. I say home is where the start is. I started here. I started in Salt Lake City. So
0: you started doing your comedy here. Yeah,
1: So yeah. the military brought me out here and I, I um, was, uh, I was
0: dealing with a lot, uh, did you did you join the military because you were dealing with a lot? <laughs> uh,
1: I joined the military. <laughs> were you forced to join the military? No, I was not forced to join the military. Um, I was. I played. Uh, I played track and field. Uh, ran. Used to run track back in the day. Mm-hmm. Lost my scholarship. Got hurt, and so I explored my other options. Decided that I wanted to check out the military and went went to the Air Force. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, it's been good for me. You know. You know. Some people always have. You know. May say that um, their experience in the military mate, it, it's, it's very, it varies, mm-hmm. but I have no complaints. It's It's given me a great life. I have a great son. Um, you know, I wouldn't even have my son if it wasn't for the military. I wouldn't no. even be in Salt Lake city.
0: So you, uh, um, you joined the military. How, in, uh, how long ago did you join?
1: 14 years ago.
0: So you're a career guy, essentially. Yeah, I'm a career guy. I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to make it through. Well, you will. I mean, mm-hmm. if you've gone 15 years, you will make it. I'm through. just trying to make it through. What what's your? Is, do you have a strategy? Like you say, uh, I'm going to be out of the military at such and such a time, or, or are you just going to kind of roll with it and see? I'm just rolling because you because you're young. You're young. You could be in the. You could be in another 20 years if yeah. you wanted. Right?
1: I could be. Yeah, uh,
0: they'd probably. Uh, <laughs> um,
1: yeah, actually, I could be. Well, yeah. by the time I retire, yeah. Actually, yeah.
0: But are you do you have plans or do you not know? I
1: just you- I just want to keep going. As as as, as I want to keep going and see what what I never thought life would take me to Utah. Mm-hmm. That's for damn sure.
0: Cuz I guess I'm asking cuz I want to know if you at some point have an idea that you're going to say, "Okay, this is behind me and now I'm going to just focus completely 100% on doing comedy."
1: Well, that's pretty much what I'm doing now. It is. I mean mine I mean I'm a reservist in the military, so I'm I would say I'm ninety percent laser focused on uh, uh comedy and acting and, and podcasting and so those are those are my primary
0: So what what's your obligation to the military? You just have to go occasionally or how does that yeah, work? Yeah, I'm
1: a reservist. I do the um I was active duty and then right. I switched over to the reserves. When did you I,
0: switch to the reserves? Um
1: I can't remember off top, but
0: it's hmm. been a while. Yeah,
1: like first term Obama. You know, that's, that's like if I had to ballpark it I'm like, I think it's first term Obama. Uh
0: so so uh um and, and you so you find that you can devote enough time to your comedy and right. acting and stuff. Now I know that and you said podcast. Do you have a podcast? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so what's Jay Whitaker's podcast?
1: Well, excuse me, let me wipe yeah. my face on the let go
0: east show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is these are great chocolate bars. Man are good.
2: Takaria Twenty Seven. He and uh, we we did one of our first episodes up there with Reed Cowan when it was just uh, on Takaria Twenty Seven yeah. up on Foothill, Foothill. That's the
0: one right there. And
2: uh, he's expanded to I think a million locations. Three. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It
1: feels like it.
2: though. I think there's
0: downtown Holiday. Yeah, uh, and still Foothill. Yeah,
1: yeah. something like that. Yeah. But yeah. um, my podcast is called um, i, I was, as Geek, geek Show. Some people may know me from Geek Show podcast. Oh, that's right. I,
0: again, we should mention that. Also, mm. a cast member on Geek Show. Yeah,
1: some yeah. people may know me from Geek Show podcast, but uh, now that I'm going back and forth between Los Angeles, Salt Lake, um, you know, there's so I, I talked to you know the Admiral Kerry Jackson and told him I'm going to miss episodes just based off this schedule. It's going to happen. You yeah. know. Mm-hmm. And I, so, uh, Geek Show's a very popular program, mm-hmm. and yeah. and so I don't want to miss those subscribers those uh, viewerships and you know there's so i just decided to start something on my own called the incredibly vocal minority podcast and um huh. yeah the ivm um it's, it's on stitcher itunes uh all the all the po- all the, if if you are on this website listen to this podcast right now you probably could find it so yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, it's called us... the uh, again it's called the incredibly vocal minority podcast okay.
2: tell us the story of how you Got that. Came up with that name. It.
1: It. Okay. Well, it's. A <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, this is the story of it. Basically, um, one, I am an incredibly vocal minority. I've always known that, but uh, two, uh, it it all kind of happened in the wake of Salt Lake Comic Con with the Orson Scott Card thing. Uh, all
0: yeah, right. Well, so this is recently.
1: Yeah. This is, it just kind of this kind of just appeared out in, in thin air, mm-hmm. and. Uh, i There was talk about they were going to bring Orson Scott Carr to Salt Lake Comic Con. Now, why?
0: Let's explain why that's controversial. He's yeah. a he's an LDS mm-hmm. person, Mormon person, uh, science fiction. Which writer. is fine. Hmm? I don't have any. I don't right, have any beef right?
1: with, with with that. So yeah. don't at at me on Twitter, okay?
0: <laughs> science fiction writer uh, most famously wrote, "Andrews um, uh, Game." Andrews Game, yeah. yeah,
1: great and a great story. Mm-hmm. I, I love it, but he's very anti. LGBTQIA. Right. And that's a no fly with your boy. Because mm-hmm. that's just, I, yeah, uh, that, that's just, for me, that's just, yeah. that was just more. And so they wrote an article, there was an article, um, a blog that expressed that an incredibly vocal minority expressed that they didn't want Orson Scott Card to who, attend. Who wrote that? I can't remember off the top. But, but it was a, a blog. Yeah, uh, in bleeding, bleeding Cool. I, um, oh, like, okay. Yeah, I can't remember exactly. Mm hmm. I was drinking a lot that day. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And um, so just to kind of show support by, you know, without being, you know, rude towards anybody, I just posted on Facebook, I'm an incredibly vocal minority. People that got it, that were privy to the situation and everything that was going on with the Salt Lake Comic Con and Orson Scott Card, they were 100% behind it. My people of color that I've grown up with and lived in Los Angeles and that I've known from the military that are, have nothing to do with that. Mm-hmm. They liked it. Mm-hmm. And then I realized, I was like, that's something right there that we're, you know, yeah. so like it, it, cause it made me realize, all right, there's people, there's the geeks that totally get this 100%. And then there's people of color that this totally relates to. And it, and I was like, okay. And I just, that, I did that back in
2: August. Yeah. It's a, it's a fucking brilliant name because yeah. any because anybody can find a way in to relate to that. Right. I mean, anybody who th- finds himself a minority in anything. Right. right? LGBTQ community, mm-hmm. uh, people who aren't white, women, really anybody. But um, white people can relate to it though too. Me I and mean, Bill, I guess.
0: Yeah, I can. I so feel we're like, like I'm a, I'm a, a, a my, conservative. State, I'm a minority. See, so
2: everybody can find a way in. Exactly. Way. There's a, yeah.
1: There's in a way everybody is, and so that and that's the whole thing. Is not. It's it's not. I don't want to sound all Abraham Lincoln that all men are created equal but it's just that you know that's kind of the premise is that we all are minorities we just have to start speaking up.
0: Mm -hmm. So is it a a political podcast?
1: Well it's funny because I always my buddy of mine made this connection like last night we were sitting around talking and uh, he says, so you part of Geek Show Podcast right? And I was like yeah. He's like that's G-S-P-C. Geek Show Podcast. And he's like I just noticed this on your header. What you know? What my bio says? What do you talk about? Geeks, sports, politics, comedy. I didn't even realize that. I did. I, I've been. I've been so GSPC from the day. Mm-hmm. So uh, no, it's it's yeah. Mo- that's pretty much my 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 content. I, I will talk about the new Star Wars trailer um, and the new Justice League trailer uh, and how the Star Wars trailers are starting to frustrate me. Uh, but I will talk about sports and mm-hmm. NFL. Uh, what's I, going on and hockey i know you're i i'm a fan. big hockey man we just start the season started <laughs> up but i'm also a dodgers fan i had to rock
0: my dodgers hat yeah today. the dodgers doing well and, well so let me ask you um i, I want to go uh, uh, we'll we'll go back and talk about mm-hmm. how jay whitaker became the jay whitaker of today but um let me ask you one more question about the podcast and mm-hmm. and if and if, and about your uh philosophies in general it are, have you ever been felt constrained to talk about certain things because you're in the military? Yes, 100. Um, percent. There's <laughs> now, and I'm thinking it's nothing that they put on you. Yeah. It's something that's self-imposed that you felt I better not speak up about such and such or right. Such and
1: well, such. Um, I've always, and I've all, I've said this to you off mic and and, and on the mic yeah. before that I um I do represent my country. I do represent the uniform. Um, so I know. I, I never want to say anything disparaging cuz I don't want to disrespect the uniform. I never want to get that twisted. I will openly um express my you know, opinion, but I always keep it grounded and uh I won't there's a line that I know I I'm I won't cross cuz that's putting my career in jeopardy. Mhm. And
0: um, I mean, do you feel feel that you can comment, for instance, on the NFL players who are taking a knee? Oh yeah,
1: that was that's my third episode. The third right. episode was pretty much all about it, yeah. and um, I expressed the fact that I I support it. I mean, that's I at me being a military member. I know I'm going to lose some people on this, but I'm a military member and I support it. It's a it's it's the freedoms. My father. I've heard many military yeah. people
0: say that though. Mm-hmm.
1: Excuse me. Um, not my father, but my grandfather. Uh, was a vet. He served in World War II, lost his hand. And, you know, he's a hero over, overseas. And then he comes back home and he's still getting called the N-word and mm-hmm. and still being mistreated. So I, I asked a question. I said, I love my country, but does my country love me as a person? I mean, black people had to, for centuries have been told the three fifths of a human. And now
0: that was actually in the Constitution yeah. of these United States. Exactly.
1: Three fifths of a human. Yeah. And then we still, you know, here we are in 2017, still having to help people understand that our lives do matter so i mean like that when people say that's cool that you want to say all lives matter some people say that that's that's cool but when but but when people say black lives matter realize we're saying that it's not it's not like we just came up with this concept out of nowhere like yo we need hey hey guys (laughs) it's not a bunch of black folks and got around in a slogan and they were like yo man we need something Mm -hmm. it's it's not an ad campaign that we're running for mcdonald's okay it's it's because we've been told that for centuries that we're three-fifths of a human if somebody imagine that imagine saying that Mm something if you're three-fifths if you're if you were three-fifths of a human i don't think your life mattered at that at that point in time Mm -hmm. and so it's just um um i respect those nfl players that are that are doing that are taking that stand i mean personally uh I, i think it's it it it's, it's made me not wa- really want to watch football. I've I like I I love football, but I just it it's, it's made
0: you not want to. Wa- why has it made you not be- want to? Because
1: it's because it, it 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 brings a bad taste in my mouth because it's I I know these players are playing. You know they they playing to feed their families and support their lifestyles. And I'm not mad at the black players that aren't kneeling, or you know I'm not mad at the white players that aren't kneeling, or other people of color. It's just more like these guys you just sitting there and you're just you you almost like man you know these guys want to do more than what they can but
0: they're afraid to lose their jobs. Well, I mean Jerry Jones said to the you know the Dallas Cowboy players if if you don't if you yeah. uh, don't stand for the anthem you're fired. Yeah, we I
1: yeah. Uh, off mic, you know I am just telling you, Bill, that I just came from the barber shop like mm. 20 minutes ago. And that's that's what we were talking about mm. and it was uh, it, it it was very frustrating because it's just like we you know we know that these guys want to speak up mm-hmm. you know and they have that they have such a a vast platform that not a lot of people regardless of color you know of, of race race have so yeah. it's just yeah. I wish I wish there was they could say more I, to be honest I I'd rather the NFL players just go on strike. And then, really? Yeah, <laughs> just go on strike, especially especially the brothers. The brothers they just go on strike. NFL loses their mind on losing endorsements, and then they'll you yep.
0: know lose money on fantasy football. <laughs> can you can you explain to people it's? Can you explain to people why something? Let's say so. So uh, the president has said, and I've heard other people say, uh, part of the reason that uh, these uh, uh, NFL owners I uh, have not spoken out about this very much is because they're afraid of their players. They're afraid of them. Now, can you explain to people why that is an incredibly hurtful, racist thing to say?
1: To me, if you're saying you're afraid of, these, of your players, well, one, I'm taking race out of it. I won't say that I agree, but I can understand. These guys are trained to... Mm-hmm. and just massive like a like huge you, yeah you know. huge guy so and yeah, with and it this goes to cte as well i mean it, i mean
0: oh the uh, brain uh, yeah mm-hmm.
1: uh concussion traumatic uh <laughs> <what's> the <laughs> i forget the e but uh with concussions i mean it's yeah. it's it's you look at the aaron hernandez case where you know he was 20 when they checked out his brain they did autopsy on his brain and studied his brain they saw more Symptoms of TC or CT that they've never yeah. that they ever seen in a twenty-seven-year-old male. Mm-hmm. Period, mm-hmm. and that led to him committing murder. So, I mean, I can understand that aspect of it, but and that that's I don't know if that's the context that maybe that they were.
0: I, I mean, it seems to me like that they with people who say that they're saying uh, the the owner the the man who owns these. Yeah men but it's it's like they're they're afraid of them they're intimidated by them uh because they're a large black male
1: well it's it's just that's just going back to slave owner mentality yeah. i mean yeah. like you i mean that's that we because they're afraid that somebody might go nat turner on them and, well, I, and I think
0: it's bullshit though it i don't think they're, bullshit. they're not scared of them
1: it's it's, it's 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 they're scared of losing their jobs i mean a lot of people everybody's scared to do like you if you got family to feed you yeah. know you know, but I I'm, I'm starting to realize that your my beliefs and what I stand for, and I is is more important than 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 almost anything for me. Like some because it's just yeah. If I feel like it's the right thing to do, it's the right thing to do. And I just I just wish something would happen because it. I had to like I had to straight up. This is as we record this. What is it? October what? Tenth. Yeah. As we record this, last night I was I posted a video on my Facebook a couple like on Friday, and it was about it was like a privilege walk, and it had it had white people, people from all colors, and it had um, black people, and this guy he's at a park and he says I'll give one hundred dollars to everybody to the person that can catch this dollar. And he said, um, "But I'm going to read a couple things first, and if this applies to you, take two steps forward." First thing he starts off. It, it's a great video, but basically you realize that body. As about f- after five things, there's a lot of minorities in the back that still haven't left because he's naming off different uh, economic status type mm-hmm. of situations. If you, you know, if you had a tutor growing up as a kid, or mm-hmm. if you came from a, a double income family home, you know, just. All these different types of things, and and helping people understand this, uh, it was a great example of explaining and a visualization of white privilege. But what is it? But what I got frustrated about last night is we we talk about Patrick Harmon, you know, who the man, uh, the brother who was gunned down in August. Oh, the
0: the the guy here in Salt Lake. Mm-hmm. We've been
1: talking about that
0: recently on yeah. the show, and uh, he was shot here in Salt Lake. Uh, at, apparently, he was a, a black man, a man of color. Apparently, running away from the police. And at least that's what the video sure mm-hmm. looks like. He's running away. The cop says, stop or I'll fucking shoot you and then shoots him mm-hmm. in the back.
1: And what you, and it was hard. It's it's a heartbreaking video to watch.
0: Yeah.
1: This man was going home on his bike on a night out. And yes, he had a record from, from what, if I, if I, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, he had a record. So, yeah. I believe so. I get that. But at the same time. Imagine just being on your way home on a bike, and then you have the wrong encounter. Uh, there was another police officer. That you can hear that he deployed a taser. That is was at least would have been the bare minimum, of a good way to respond to that. If he's running away, a taser, okay. That so somebody on that force yeah. was trained properly. That's the you know at least a, a less you know
0: mm-hmm.
1: a less lethal way of uh, responding to that. But to, for him to be shot no, three no, times. I- but,
0: I'm I'm kind of at a loss, and mm-hmm. and I'd like to see. I I know Sim Gill, the district mm-hmm. attorney, who exonerated the cops. Yeah. that it was a justified yeah. shooting. He's a he's, he's a been on really the show f- w-
2: probably are the most yeah. times of anybody. He's yeah. been
0: on the show. He's a really uh, g- g- good good guy. Yes. Yeah. you know. I, I, I want to know what he saw. I, yeah, yeah that's what him,
1: I'm saying. And God. so yeah, I Bill, I'm right there with you. That's why I don't have all the facts. And so, but I watched that video, and then as I'm like, I'm just getting pissed Mm -hmm. and i'm like i close my laptop and then i open up my phone just to try to like get away from this shit Mm -hmm. and then i see another video which is a
2: moot point because you've done literally the same thing yeah Yeah.
1: you know um i was uh somebody sent me a text of this video of a school cop in um was it san antonio texas where this black kid and a white kid was fighting school cop comes out of nowhere like gangbusters pushes the white kid aside. They're both from the video, they're both equally going at it. Mm-hmm. Pushes the side uh, pushes aside the white child and like and then grabs like grabs the the black kid and sla- like basically slams him on the ground in his face. Those two I, I was like I can't do this.
0: You got to stop looking at these.
1: I can't I, but that's the thing though. It's like you 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 that's the problem with being uh, this it, it it's, it's bittersweet being woke, you know. Like I, people t- always talk about being woke, and and stay. You know, it's it's a it's a bittersweet. Sometimes you in in takes so much of it on.
0: What happened? I mean, so so essentially, what you're saying to me right there is, you did. Kind of keep all that stuff in the background of your life mm. as much as you could for a long time. Well, because
1: I've been through this shit all my life in in, in L.A. I've had guns pulled. Like people talk about gun control, and you know, I'm a mm. I'm a guy in the military who doesn't like guns. Really, yeah, yeah. I don't like guns. And like my even my coworkers called me that's the most un-American thing. I was like, oh, that's <laughs> the bull, <laughs> well, Avis, so You're a fucking idiot.
0: Well, so, yeah. so let's go. Let's talk about growing up then, and um, mm. and where Jay Whitaker. Came from and how he became a comedian and all of that. Uh, uh, so you you're uh, you're in uh, growing up in L. A. What kind of a uh, household is a middle class or um, lower class? My or?
1: parents. They came from um, my mom's. Uh, she came from North Carolina, and uh, she had she had both of my parents had a very harder than than most parents mm-hmm. will ever have or most children will ever have. She grew up in North Carolina and um, lost her family early. In life, and she was basically had to fight for everything. You know, she was a college graduate. She graduated from North Carolina a- A&T. Yeah. Um, what would she get her degree in? Uh, business, and she <laughs> worked for Northrop Grumman for thirty-five years. You know, an incredible. She worked in the aerospace program. Uh, that's part of the reason why. You know, that's sublimity. Sublimin. Subliminally, mm-hmm. I joined the Air Force because I would see so many Air Force. Uh, and, uh, members
2: mm-hmm.
1: in in that aerospace division er- area so um and
0: then what about your dad what's he
1: my dad he grew up uh chicago and uh detroit new york boston He got around yeah all the all the asshole cities of america <laughs> you know and uh but he actually wanted to be um and he he was the first of three brothers he played baseball very well but he you know he lost a scholarship because he asked, he had to take care of the family there was there was some other you know factors involved it was a hard time back then obviously mm-hmm. and um there were some other factors involved and he had to make the right choice and so he did he did what he did for his family and what did he end up doing he ended up going to university of dayton um and uh he wanted to be the first uh black game show host and, <laughs> yeah yeah no for real That's like, Great. yeah <laughs> like he um and he was a dj as well huh. he was a dj so uh, uh his dj name was uh i always love this name it's a. Uh, DJ Sweet Sonny, the Million Dollar Baby. I like him. Of Party Down Productions. It, like, that, he would say that shit. The whole thing. Yes. It was uh, DJ Sweet Sonny, the Million Dollar Baby of Party Down Productions.
0: Good. Yeah. And, uh, did he get, was he on commercial radio or did he do no, college he, radio? I don't,
1: no, he never, he never made it that far. But mm. then he decided to go to Los Angeles with my godfather and, uh, investment banking and that's and then they just start, they started kicking ass and the rest is history my, my dad met my mother and uh, you know like it it was uh, then everything just mm-hmm. kind of switch, moved forward from there but
0: you got brothers and sisters?
1: not necessarily I got brothers by uh, blood uh, excuse me uh, not by blood I have a half sister mm-hmm. uh, Mildred shout out Mildred I love you and then um, and my brother Brandon who I we've known each other since we were so six months old and diapers were only 20 or you're not or you're you not blood brother they were not blood brothers, yeah. bro- uh, blood brothers yeah. but but um i came from a, they divorced early and i came from a middle class home you know they were mm-hmm. both middle class but i went to a montessori school and mm-hmm. you know so i mean i had it i had it pretty good I for, it okay yeah. i had it okay for still having it hard mm-hmm. i mean i was surrounded by a lot of shit that i i will never forget And um,
0: what kind kind of neighborhood was it like?
1: um, It was Inglewood during the late 80s and and early 90s. -hmm. And so at that time, it was it was a little bit difficult. Uh, There was violence. You know, obviously, I don't have to tell you about the Bloods and Crips and everything. Uh, That's that goes without saying. So but, you know, I've I've done my parents could see that I was not necessarily going that way. But just in case, once my once my dad got me a promotion, moved me out to Orange County, California. And that's when my life uh, dramatically changed. Is that oh, that's where you joined the military? No, 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 that's where I just went to high school. I went to high school. Oh, your I, dad got a promotion. Yeah, he got me a promotion, moved me out to Orange uh-huh. County, kind of like the reverse Fresh Prince of Bel Air, and, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, got me out to Orange County. Predominant, like I went from a very. Black and Hispanic area to a predominantly white area, which kind of basically. How old were you? Like a, just a beginning high school, like thirteen? No, I, you know I was 13. Yeah, I was in seventh grade. So yeah, yeah. Did, like I, I did, I, I went K through K through six in L.A. and seven through twelve. In and, uh, Orange
0: County. And now, did your parents move with you there, or how did that um or you, I went with Dad. My parents divorced. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. You're, so you lived with your dad in Orange County. Yeah,
1: I lived with my dad in Orange County. My mom lived in Rivers, uh She stayed up in Riverside County. So what was it like
0: being... Going from a predominantly black neighborhood to go into a predominantly white neighborhood. Well,
1: shit, that it basically was like a junior college for Utah. I mean, like it was it was, it was a prep for me to live in Salt Lake. City. Yeah, they're
0: very similar. <laughs> down, they, they are similar.
1: So, like mm-hmm. when I moved to Utah, I was like, oh, this is just me going north of the wall. Like,
0: <laughs> but I mean, did you, did you feel uh, did you feel uneasy? Or, oh yeah.
1: Uh, oh yeah. yeah. Well, and then, and it's funny. And this is a very this is a very true thing. I didn't know anything about like like how to fit in, so mm. I just I just went off of what I saw on TV of like white people, like and it was <laughs> my inspirations. <laughs> my inspirations were Saved by the Bell. Yeah, like I just paid attention to to Zach Morris and, and what uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, mm-hmm. uh, like. I remember just reading up and like watching all these. I I read Archie comics mm-hmm. just to get a barometer on what white people were like in high school, and it, it's Beastie Boys. Like I already loved Beastie Boys, but and I loved Nirvana and Green mm-hmm. Day when I lived in L.A. Yeah. So like that I had with me, mm-hmm. but. I just didn't have much, and so I, I just started investing my time in watching Mr. and how did, Belvedere co- how
0: did the community, <laughs> Mr. Belvedere? Seriously, how did the how did the community react to you? You're so now you're the one one of the very few black kids around, and they don't know anything about you or black people probably. It um, was
1: it was a, it was a tug of war, I will say, because <clears throat> uh, there was days where it was really cool, like you know, where people were just genuinely interested in. You know, they'd ask questions, and not, in like, mm-hmm. in a in an offensive way. It's just mm-hmm. like, wow, um, you're different, you know. And, like, I want to tell me about your – you know, what's your story? And I wanted to know their story. And so it, it's this cool, like, you know, Coca-Cola moment where we're all just, you know, like bonding over just, you know, something simple. And then there was the times where I'm like, you're different. I don't like you because you're
0: different. And so
1: that was always hard. But – um,
0: uh, uh, it sounds to me, maybe not that there were, though there were probably fewer of the times where you got called out for your race. Oh yeah, so it, most of the time you uh, people were like, yeah, okay.
1: Well, the thing was, and, and to be honest with you, Bill, there was days where I get called the the n word every day. You know, and not that like, were yeah, and uh,
0: they're not still. I hope mm, it happens occasionally. It happens still?
1: occasionally. I had a gun pulled on me in what in May. Or June, or, no, excuse me. Why? Um, I was leaving. I was leaving a bar, and the dude was high and drunk off cocaine or whatever. And you know, pulled a gun on me and called me the N word. Uh, yeah, I didn't post about it on Facebook because it's just like I don't want to pull that card. And it, but, it, but because that's the thing, you almost get tired of it. Yeah. You almost get tired of just talking about this shit and having the same dialogue because I've grown up with this shit. Like, because mm-hmm. that, that's what I'm saying. If I, they called me, uh, you know, I was racially discriminated on a consistent basis almost every day and I was getting in trouble for fighting all the time. And so, you know, and I'm like, I can't let this word have so much power over me, but at the same time, I can't let, it's like, so you just have to just shut up and just kind of excel in other ways. You know, and I, I just did the best I could to uh, be be a great athlete, be, do well in school.
0: So you did you did become an athlete, at I, track and field. Yeah, and track
1: and field. I did football, did basketball. Um, I even did. I was in the AV club. I was mm-hmm. audio visual guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was a straight up nerd. I ran for mm-hmm. student body president. Um, did you win? Yeah, I, I, I won homecoming to- king, and um, I peaked in high school. I ain't <laughs> ain't shit else important <laughs> happen, happen. I peaked.
0: Yeah, I you know, I would think that you figure out a way to do well. You're you're smart and you're a good looking you know, you're good looking and smart and um and I think and you're personable and I think people probably you I could see you doing well in an all white high school or a mostly all white high school. It was but weird. but still the I you know, it's just hard it's hard for somebody like me, you know, white privilege to fathom that, that there is still that shit that goes on. In addition to that, underground or behind yeah. it, or yeah. that kind of thing, I, I, it would make it would make a person insecure.
1: It does, and and, and it, it makes you. My friends had to calm, kind of calm me down last night when I look, when I saw those two stories because I just, mm. I just, I didn't want to be around anybody. Mm. You know, they were we were all being social at the house and everybody's over. We we're having drinks, and I just, I'm like, guys, I just, if you don't mind, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna be in the room. I'm just gonna. Mm-hmm. Cause I just didn't want to be around anybody because I just didn't want to, I got, you get so fucking tired of talking about, cause I feel like I'm talking about this shit every day now. Yeah, And that's why I had to do the podcast was just to let, you know, to lay it all out to let people know, like, yes, I have a platform. I, I realize that I'm one of the few brothers in Salt Lake City. I mean, there's not a lot, there's, it's, it's, you know, it is what it is. I don't speak for all black people. Let me, let me, let me just be very clear for on that. You know I've had conversation with other brothers, and we you know we may not see eye to eye, but you know but um, I had to get this stuff out because I'm telling you for me, I hated living in a constant state of paranoia, I still you know like you go to bed and you you know that I think about that kid that was slammed on the ground I have a ten year old son
0: mhm,
1: you know, and I'm like this shit you know not that my son's you know my son could fight but <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like but it's just like. If that shit, if, if that if they if he was defending himself, yeah, would that would it would have gone down like that? Mm. That's that's the first thing that popped in. That, and seeing that child slammed down was what took me over the top. Yeah. And then you know, <clears throat> bad enough I had to think about running away from a police officer in Salt Lake City or just.
0: The world is always on. But you shouldn't be.
1: Put junk sleep to bed. During Mattress Firm's Labor Day sale, get a king for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin. And save up to $700 on ceiling. Talk to a sleep expert and unjunk your
0: sleep today. Mattress Firm.
1: I don't even want to run at night.
0: No. You don't want to go out jogging at night. Yeah, Yeah. because it's just
1: like probable cause. Yeah. You know, if I'm running fast...
0: Jogging like, while black is not a good yeah, idea. Yeah, it's
1: just like... I mean, like... But, you know, that could be made into a joke from a comedic standpoint. But mm-hmm. it's, there's a lot of truth to that. Yeah. I don't do it.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, people... Uh, they, uh, I think it was some black comedian, I don't know who came up with it, but mm-hmm. who said driving while black mm-hmm. is a thing, you know. Oh, yeah. Driving while black. Pryor talked about that. Yeah. Richard Pryor. It's, it's a thing. It's mm-hmm. definitely a yeah. thing that's
1: happening. And, like, and I don't want this... For anyone that's listening... Please understand that I don't. I'm not complaining. I'm explaining. You know, the thing is, is and what I expl- what I explain to someone is that white privilege may affect your way of life, may affect white people's way of life, but white privilege affects my life. Yeah. I, see. I think most yeah, people I, white I don't privilege think get. I don't think people get
0: that. No, I th- I think what you don't what I don't get. I don't get as a white person. I mean, most white people don't you say white privilege. they say, well, I've had to work for everything I've gotten. Yeah, but it's not the same thing. It's yeah. a li- it's 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 a lot it's still yeah. easier
2: yeah well, like and that's and that's I mean that's a great thing. I mean, I never exactly thought about it how you just said it is that white privilege doesn't affect me mm-hmm. as a white person it affects it may, you it may, yeah. as a not white
1: person. Yeah, it, it it may affect your way of life like hey, you didn't get a promotion because they had to hire the black guy due to affirmative action. That affects your way of life. But what go what is going on day to day affects my life. Like I have to make smart choices the moment I leave the fucking house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like
2: like not going jogging at night.
1: Yeah, and I mean but but see that but see that's the type of 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 uh, a paranoia that I won't. I hate saying paranoia, but because yeah. I, I I'm trying to make it sound like I'm a crazy person, but this
2: reality. The, but
1: this, but it, yeah, but that's the shit that goes through my head a lot.
2: I mean, we 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 talked about this with uh Doctor Paul White uh, mm-hmm. uh two episodes ago. I love that man. Oh, he man. yeah, we do too. He, I mean, he just said like, you know, being a big black man, if I get off a bus after somebody, like I have to make sure they know, or I stay back. Be- like he was talking about the mm-hmm. same thing. Like most people. Don't have to think about that. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're, like, a cute white girl and you get off the bus behind somebody, you don't have to worry about them being scared of you. Yeah. You know, it's,
1: it's just something it's you just a lot of It's consider. just a lot of weird shit. A lot of weird shit that you just don't even think of mm-hmm. that, that affects, like, your actual life. And you have to make all these choices because you just don't want to be caught at the wrong place at the wrong time. And next thing you know, you're the next brother that's a hashtag on Instagram.
0: Well, you're the next – yeah. It's like um, that cop in um, – um, St. Louis, uh, who shot yeah. Michael Brown. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there, there are, I read a really insightful article about that who said, uh, and I don't know if it was a white or a black writer, I don't know, said that that cop, when he shot him, he was not seeing a person. Mm-hmm. He didn't see a person. He saw a frightening, some some kind of scary beast that was just frightening, right. this black kid that was scaring him so badly, he didn't see it as a person. Right. He didn't see him as a person, and that, and he shot him.
1: And that, and and, and I right. even think that's just there's a disconnect. That's not to me. That's not even just race. I mean, it could. There's always that. There's always that part. But I think that's also due to video games and, and the violence in video games. Some of these fucking mm. Call of Duties are just too really. They're just too because you just get so used to just. Bah, bah. Pop, pop, on the screen i, I mean mm-hmm. i play overwatch it's a first person shooter it's my it's like my favorite game and one of the things i like about it is i know i'm 100 sure that this is very fake like it, it and i'm not saying i but the but the ones that are very serious with the blood mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. I, I don't get into them because mm-hmm. it's, it's just it's too too,
0: too graphic t-
1: well it's not necessarily too graphic but it's just like i feel like there's there's Look, I don't understand science. I don't know all the thing, but I know it's just like I'm not. I'm not gonna get out here and show a bunch of numbers. But for me, when I play Call of Duty, it's like okay, this is. I, I see the entertainment, but it, it's almost like you, you're. It's too. They wanted to be as real as possible mm-hmm. with all these with all these different characters and details, but and they look for realism. Then you know, pop, 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 and, and you know maybe they. Maybe that maybe there's a maybe there's a connect and a disconnect maybe. there.
2: Well I think I mean somebody the argument against that is there are places
0: Where they play those videos where there are countries, Australia people play, play those, those games, games, the
2: exact same games, and, and go to the same movies. And we know Australia's crime rate is much lower than ours.
1: Well, yeah, that's because we too. Con- uh, I'll just flat out fucking say it. Uh, and that's because we're too scared to control a gun in this, com- well, in right. this country. Well, country. But we, I'm just
2: saying, like, we want to control
1: vaginas for sure. Sure. Which well, is a bunch of bullshit. Those, mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: but I'm just saying, like the
0: the guns and video games aren't
2: yeah. don't seem to be like a huge factor. Well, a,
0: yeah, I don't know. I, I, I want to talk about comedy now. <laughs>
2: yeah, I'm not, yeah. We, we, yeah my, let's switch this. Yeah, we got too
0: real. Yeah, and I want to. <laughs> so i wanna, we have a
2: rubber chicken, we can squeeze some <laughs> kind of transition here. What?
0: Well, I want to get into it with a serious question, though. Uh, do you think that you got into comedy uh, because you felt insecure? Yeah, and it was a way to maybe put yourself out there.
1: Yeah, I went, um, in all honesty, I went through a hard divorce, um, and uh, about ten years ago, and it was. You know, I have my fair share of PTSD from the military. I have my fair I joined the military with PTSD left over from lost growing up in LA. Like yeah. they, when they went down the checklist, mm-hmm. I looked at my recruiter and said, "Yeah, I already got that. So we're good." <laughs> and then, <laughs> But I mean like it was a way for me to just channel this shit out because mm-hmm. and I realized it was cheaper than therapy. And uh but uh, yeah, like my, a lot of my comedy comes from from like a lot of pain and mm-hmm. a lot, you know, and and it, and it just is. It, and it's and it's funny because you look at all the legends. The legends had like the worst shit happen to them. You know? Comic legends,
0: yeah, yeah. Like mm-hmm. you
1: know, you, you know, you, you, all these guys they had, just they had they suffered from massive amounts of depression. Mm-hmm. and, you know, some yeah. bad childhood, bad, bad abused yeah. kids. And and it's funny because for me, I get panic attacks a lot. And so when I have like a really big one, I'm like, oh, this is just going to make you better. And like you're growing as an artist.
0: Ah. Mm-hmm. But
1: like, so I kind of it's 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 a it's a tightrope. Yeah.
0: It's like Louie Anderson. Yeah. You know, who is who is just. I guess he's always been really funny but yeah. but somehow in his in his later years here he's really come into his own I think. Yeah. But he, you know, because he's, he's
1: accepting who he is owning that shit. Yeah.
0: And he talks about his childhood and what 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 it was like and my god it was miserable. Mm-hmm. He just a miserable life and you can see it behind his eyes, yeah. you know, he looks really sad. But he's he's uh, he turns that into funny stuff.
1: Right, you got to turn you got to turn uh Tragedy and a triumph, as, mm. as, as, as people say. And,
0: uh, so, so do you uh, – you know, now I've seen your act, I think, only twice. Yeah, And it's not been the to- – two times I've seen it – not been uh, too political or topical. Because I – well, one, topical
1: shit can easily be dispersed on Twitter, for you know, here mm-hmm. and, on Twitter and forgotten in
0: two weeks. And and every night uh, there are ten yeah. comedians doing monologues before they're talking. Right.
1: Jokes. So, like, I, leave, I yeah. I want shit that that, that is my own, mm-hmm. you know, and politics wise, I just try not to get into it too much because then, then it's just a slippery slope. And it's just like I have to know my audience, you know, mm-hmm. I well, well, yeah. have to know my audience. I started here in Salt Lake City. And so I had to kind of walk a tightrope because of the fact that let's just be honest, I'm a black dude on stage with mm-hmm. a microphone. And so. People are the second I step on stage and trust me, every you know, early out people were expecting me to, you know, you know, drop the N word all we're the time. You're gonna talk dirty and, yeah, and you yeah. know, so it's just it was me for me to just show a different side that hey, this is not you know, I'm not Dave Chappelle, I'm not Cat Williams, I'm just me. Mm-hmm. And so and uh it's not and it's not saying anything bad on on, on black comedians that go too dirty or it, mm-hmm. it's just a form of expression but i had to know my audience and i had to get you know basically i'm trying to work <laughs> and yeah. get and,
0: and i think the shows i've seen you doing it yeah. you were in front of an audience uh, audiences that it, they were pretty just g-rated yeah pretty pretty clean and yeah. yeah
1: well and i just did a um i actually just did a clean special for a vid angel that should be coming out it's called safe for work actually <laughs> and, and uh so I did uh, for Dry Bar Comedy, they, and they did a 100 percent clean specials called Safe for Work. Mm-hmm. But it's did just like you Holosima to... direct that? What's that?
2: Did Isaac Holosima direct? I that? believe so. Yeah. Yeah, he's a friend of mine. Yeah, he's, he's a good guy. No, like it's... talented. Yes, that's right. It was a, Yeah, mm-hmm. and
1: um, um, it's it. it you just kind of have to know your audience. Like if I was in D.C., I'd be saying a lot more shit. Like mm-hmm. where, and when I go back home to do shows in L.A., where it's more diverse. I can speak a little bit more freely. Yeah, but.
0: I think you're probably speaking uh, rougher on this podcast than you normally would in front of a an audience that you're doing comedy for here in Salt Lake. One hundred percent. Well,
1: but that's the thing. But it's been a it's been a couple of years since you see me do a show. Yeah, it has. And see, like I had a lot of shit that happened to me in April of this year that made me kind of just, like with with just and um and then last year I was in Mississippi for the military. Right. And it was. I was down there for six months, and it was probably one of the best six months I've ever had. You
0: enjoyed Mississippi,
1: In, incredibly, incredibly, incredibly. But I was why?
0: About, why did you like it? So
1: because big? I, uh, I'm a like I'm always a busy guy. I have a son, who was my first priority. The military, comedy. I'm a student as well, and then at the time I had a nine to five. I went out there to Mississippi. I could. My son was still my priority, but I could only speak with him every so so, so much because I mm-hmm. was you were away. Away, mm-hmm. and then the mission. Mm-hmm. So I had two things on my plate. So I had all like I had three different. You know, I had three things off my plate. So mm-hmm. I had time to just kind of breathe, and mm-hmm. I had time and Mississippi, in New Orleans, Alabama, Florida. I was all I was right. I was all in the southern part of that. It's it's not predominant it's just pretty it's diverse it's di- It's more diverse than the salt lake City. there's a
0: lot more black people yeah it was a lot more black. i mean there's a, i mean really and so what
1: you're and so i didn't feel i didn't consistently feel like i had to constantly explain out, yeah. myself i didn't i didn't feel like i, uh, like, I was, like i stood out mm-hmm. like a booger on a napkin like it was just like a a thing i was just i was just another brother over there getting mm-hmm. you know not just like yeah here's there's that one black guy yeah and so now i could just be like I you know I I could just be a person at a place and so that that helped me relax on a lot more things and just seeing how other people of color and uh, meeting other people from different backgrounds and then going to New Orleans which is a which is culturally a, a, a gumbo yeah a, a pot of gumbo
0: well, specifically yeah you funny. know
1: pun intended because it mm. is it is you get everybody from everywhere and it was just so beautiful and I'm not mm-hmm. saying that Salt Lake City isn't beautiful. There's a lot of beauty to it, but it was just nice to be around some diversity and I got culturally comfortable again. And it remind, and so that allowed me to come back refreshed. And so I started saying, speaking more mm-hmm. openly and that's what led to incredibly vocal minority. It was like, I realized Jay, you don't have to be so constrained all the fucking time. Say what you need to say. Don't be an asshole, but say, but respect people's uh, uh, feelings and opinions but also voice yours. I
0: yeah. thought that I see and I, I haven't seen you perform but I have seen, you know, your uh, tw- uh tweets and mm-hmm. things like that and I said I said to myself Jay's changed. He's mm-hmm. coming he's co- he's coming out a little bit yeah. and uh uh speaking his mind about things a little bit more than you used to just kind of hang back from that. Yeah. Stuff. Well, because I was just too yeah. well, I was too
1: scared cuz you know, mm-hmm. you, you you don't want to offend white people. <laughs> I didn't want to. I didn't want to offend. I'll offend the white people. <laughs> I just, well, I just didn't want to. I didn't want to deal with. I was. I didn't want to deal with the me constantly having to explain cultural shit. I just was like, I, this didn't didn't concern me. I was going through so much personally, but then I realized that you can't shy away from that shit because then you become just hating yourself. Yeah. And I started. You know, I almost was like borderline hate myself because I'm like, I'm not even speaking up for my own, my own, my culture. Not even and when you're not speaking up for your culture, you're not even speaking up for yourself. And so that's why I had to start doing that.
0: You know, uh, you and I had a discussion one time. You were really worried about your Twitter handle for a while. Yeah. Uh, do you still use that? one? No, um, my old <laughs>
1: Twitter handle used to be token J like as in token black dude, J mm-hmm. and one, there was two reasons. One, I would like, I felt that living in Salt Lake City, I you know, it was a safe way to that uh, white people could warm up to warm up. to. Oh, OK. Well, he's like he's like my buddy Greg in the office, mm. you know, like. And so it was because I was trying to get that that Wayne Brady daytime TV money. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, yeah. But um, and then plus a lot of people just couldn't spell my last name Whitaker, which is very simple. Whiskey, Hotel, Indigo, Tango, Tango, Alpha, Kilo, Echo, Romeo.
0: Right, Very right. Simple. Whitaker. yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So, um, so I. It was just those two. That was, that was those two reasons. And I had a friend of mine. No, yeah, it
0: was somebody in the black community. Yeah, kind he's, of calling you out. Yeah, on too. he said
1: he said you're better than that. And I said I know, but for the time being, I just went with it. And I went with it. And then it
0: was. Uh, Do you remember my advice to you? Yeah, he said don't go with it. Uh, no, I said go with it. Fuck them if they can't take a joke. That's right. Well, Both that's true. The white people and the black people. Fuck them. Well. Let,
1: Yeah, and then um, even uh, Scott Renshaw said the same, you know, but it was just like, but then certain things started happening while I was in Mississippi, and I'm watching, I'm going on my Facebook tweet and seeing people back home, and you know, a lot of shit happened last Mm -hmm. year, Um, you know, shit that went down in Dallas, Uh, see, there's there's so many events that I'm actually, like, losing count, because there's, you just know that... And then just in Charleston. the Charleston. Yeah. Charleston. Uh, and then and in the wake of this new administration, you know, the, a lot of people are voicing their opinions. So I'm like, no, man, you just don't want to fall. be a victim of tokenism. And I got tired of being a token black. But that's why I enjoyed missing yeah. my time and miss it. Because I got I was tired of, you know, like I've been black for 34 years. <laughs> I know I'm black, <laughs> you know. So you don't need to tell me, because I
0: know. How old are you, Jay? 34. Oh, okay. 34. <laughs> wonder, okay. 34. So you've been, you've been black all thirty four of those yeah, years. Yeah, all 34. To, no, yeah. like. Gotcha.
1: Yeah. I got you. Okay. I might pull a Rachel delozel and identify as white for like oh. one year. Remember that? Remember that? Oh,
0: yeah. That woman up in, you know. uh, yeah, oh. she. Who ident- identify as black, and she's not black at that
1: all. That shit would... I w- Crazy. I'm going to try that shit next time I get pulled over.
0: Yeah, Rachel Dolezal.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll just be like, yeah, sorry, officer, I, I, I identify white for this ticket. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm identifying as all well. right. Well, move along, man. Sorry, my man, but um, <laughs> no, no, uh, so uh, so the, uh, you're in LA, L- no, I ain't doing
1: that shit. to clarify. <laughs> eh?
0: So, you're in LA most of the time now, yeah. Uh, you come here to Salt Lake to to be with your son,
1: be with my son. Uh, I have my obligation to the military, and
0: so you still have to come here to work, yeah. At, and with, so, with,
1: and I, that was on me. They actually mm-hmm. gave me the opportunity to um, you know, transfer to it, but I wanted to stay a part of the unit that I'm with. I love, I love the guys that I work with we don't mm-hmm. always see eye to eye on, on certain <laughs> things politically sometimes mm-hmm. a few of them but I I love it because I learn uh I learn a lot you know and a lot of people talk when they think of the guard and the reserves they're like oh they're just the weekend warriors one weekend a month they're nice no, no. these guys are you know these men and women that show up one week in a month are very in- highly intelligent because they go. On- Some of these guys have master degrees because they do, they excel in the civilian world. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like when people say, oh, you're just a weekend warrior, you know, just play it, you know, like, yeah, that may be true, but. You know, a lot of these people are very intelligent.
0: And I mean, they—I don't think people say that that much anymore, do they? Because there are so many reservists now that that went that have gone to Afghanistan Mm -hmm. and lost their lives. Oh yeah, Uh, you know. But
1: people are assholes. That's you know, know, like people say a lot of shit. So like, but um, Mm -hmm. um, I go back and forth. Um, I come out here. Um, I got a couple gigs. I work as an actor. Um, I'll be uh debuting on uh, season two of uh, Disney Channel's Andy Mack. They're filming it out here. Um, I play a basketball coach, and, and um, some my agency keeps... So it's re- a
0: regular part on there. Yeah, it's a
1: recurring role. It's, cool. um, um, I'm supposed to be doing an episode in a couple days. I'm waiting to hear back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, it's, just, it's just a small part, but it's just, you know, I, um, it's a so your kids can watch can watch your
0: boy it's mm-hmm. uh, safe for work don't worry um mm-hmm. it's on the Disney channel <laughs> yeah. uh, and so uh and, and that's just that's what you're going to continue to pursue comedy and acting and uh, yeah. uh, and just auditioning
1: me, and, a bunch yeah just i just grind it you know can
2: can you tell us about going to an audition in LA and what that experience is like
1: uh you mean <laughs> okay i'm sorry i'm already laughing because going on audi- all right cuz there's differences for one, there's a lot of actors that get a lot of work out here in Utah because mm-hmm. Hollywood loves to film in Utah. Mm-hmm. So going to an audition here and going to an audition there is completely different. Oh. Like, well, I hadn't even thought of that. Because, like, you'll see uh, if you go into an audition for Utah, sometimes they'll they'll just kind of broadly cast it. Like, hey, we're looking for somebody in this age range, mm-hmm. 24 to 35, whatever. Um athletic look Uh, we've got uh, urban athletic there's a lot of code urban athletic athletic. we're
0: looking for a black man black guy (laughs) that's what urban athletic
1: urban Uh, athletic black guy (laughs) that's what it means uh -hmm. so but then you'll go on audition in la and they'll say exactly what they want and not only will you show up to that audition uh to fit that that range you will see 20 other brothers that look dead like you yeah like Doppelgangers. It's yeah. freaky. Like I remember, I came home from an audition. My pops asked me how to go. I said, "Dad, we got to talk."
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, what have you been doing? Yeah. Out there? Wait, I mean, like
1: I mean, I seen twenty brothers that look just like me today, <laughs> just like me. Yeah,
0: it's pretty shocking. It? I, I, you know, I used to was an actor, and uh, I tried to be right. an actor in New York. Mm-hmm. And you would show up for auditions, and they're for free work. For, yeah. these, this is stuff that didn't even pay, and there would be three hundred people. Yeah.
1: There. And when it's and it's a grind, you got to be patient, and um, you know, I'm, I'm still looking for an agent out there. I just go to you know, like, but I try to get in where I fit in, and um, I hit the open mics when I can in L. A. And it's a it's a different vibe. Mm-hmm. You know, we have the open mics out here in Salt Lake, which are great. You know, and and people should really support those because they're lucky.
0: Where go. If people want to find out about those, how do they
1: do that? Um, in, in Salt Lake? Or yeah, LA? Salt Lake. Salt Lake, uh, definitely. Wise Guys has the open mic every Wednesday night. Um, Sign-ups at 6 o'clock. Um, I recommend you get there around five forty. which
0: Wise Guys? Both of them? Uh, just
1: the one in, um, in Gateway downtown. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, 7.30 is when the show starts, and they let they do their best to let everybody go up.
0: Are there a lot of people?
1: Yeah, there's usually about 30, sometimes really? sometimes 30 uh, sometimes b- between twenty five and forty people, hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and they do their best to. Uh, I have to ha- applaud Keith Stubbs and stuff Do you
0: do, you, uh, do you, uh, MC some of those? Yeah, or? some of
1: those every now and then. But uh, mm-hmm. and I s- m- MC on the weekends sometimes. It just depends on when when I'm in town and who's uh, if there's available vi- mm-hmm. availability on the show. Mm-hmm. But we're very fortunate. The comedy scene in Salt Lake City is very fortunate to have um, a club like this that allows people to get on every um, you know. Uh, especially open mic because you go to an open mic in LA, they have to do a lottery, and you're lucky if you get on there. Yeah. I did a Kill Tony episode uh, for uh, uh, Tony Hinchcliffe. He's a great comedian, he does a uh, live, po- live live podcast. I throw my name in the hat because mm-hmm. my, my buddy Shane Smith, great comedian, uh, Salt Lake comedian, uh, told me, Yo, you got to try it. And so I throw my name in the hat, and they pulled my name out of the bucket. First time going to even attending, they pulled my name. First comic. And you do a minute of comedy, and then they critique you on it afterwards. And it's Ooh, like, brutal. Yeah, it was brutal. I held my own. I held my own. I didn't even know. I was so tired, and and uh, I didn't even plan on going up. And they bring me on. I was like, oh, shit, this is really happening. So, What minute
0: am I going to do? Yeah, like,
1: and I did a, I did a bit. It was okay. I didn't get a chance to finish it. Something went, you'd
0: done before. Yeah, something yeah. I had done before. And I, I didn't
1: get a chance to finish it exactly on time. I went, like, two seconds over time. So,
0: mm-hmm. Well, there's... And it's brutal, and so the critique is pretty, pretty... uh
1: They were brutal on the other comics, not so much on me. I mean, like, it was more like, they could tell I was just ridiculously nervous, and Mm -hmm. like, I did not know, I didn't even plan on it, especially just throwing it in the hat, my Mm -hmm. first time at the comedy store in like a couple years, and then the first time back I end up getting on stage, first name out the hat, I'm like, oh shit, you know, like I was not, I was not expecting that. Yeah.
0: So will you do more of that kind of stuff? Uh,
1: Yeah, when when I'm in town. I've been out here for a couple weeks, you know, uh, working on projects out here with the podcast and then filming. And so...
0: um, Who's on the podcast with you, by the way? It's just me. It's just you. I will
1: eventually have guests. Like, the episodes come out every Monday. Yeah. it's like a. They're usually around thirty to forty minutes. Mm-hmm. It's, I, I try to keep it short because I know we have geek show listeners. But I, 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 I jokingly call it the the Joey spinoff. If you ever watched Friends, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, I'm the Joey spinoff. Oh, don't treat yourself. I know, that I way. know that <laughs> Kerry said the yeah. exact same don't thing. Don't treat yourself that way. He said, uh, yeah. he said, don't he said, don't sell yourself mm-hmm. short. But um, if like I tell people, listen to Geek Show, then listen to then listen to uh, my show. And uh, see what you think. But then I'm going to have to start. I have a couple guests lined up um, that I'm trying to get some of the uh, Utah chapters of uh, Black Lives Matter to come on with me and do a show. Because I want to talk. Yes, it's going to be about geeks and sports and, 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 and comedy. But I also I, I try to want to help dialogue because I I'm using my position to help now because I've been around. Now, now that you hear my story, I grew up in L.A. I grew up. I, I have a, I have a hood pass. Mm-hmm. You know, I can go back home to to my same neighborhood and get love and respect from my brothers, even though they they will talk shit on me for having that little life elevated Utah license plate because <laughs> that shit is not <laughs> gangster at all. No, <laughs> no, it isn't. Right, but I grew up. I grew up in that neighborhood, and then I had the, you know, and then I lived around white people for mm-hmm. so long. So. It's not to say that I'm an expert on white people. I do, you know, like I... You probably know more about them than I do. I mean, I know fish concerts is like, that's like that's the, like the
0: jam. Is that? No, no? <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I'd never Artis- to, artisan bread? What's that? Uh, I'd never go to fish... Con- craft beers? I do like artisan bread. Yeah. I do.
2: No, you've nailed it.
1: Okay. And so, Ikea. Yeah.
0: Ikea. Oh, f- mm-hmm.
1: man, fucking everybody loves Ikea, though. Yeah. But I mean, but...
0: Yeah, black people like Ikea, too. He fucks with Ikea. Okay.
1: okay. <laughs> but um, I... I will say this is is that uh, I use it as a to I want to use to have more dialogue between cultures mm-hmm. and so that's why I want to get people on so we can have this dialogue and those episodes will come out on like Thursdays or something like that so
0: if people want to f- uh, follow you on Twitter mm-hmm. what is your Twitter handle then
1: All right, my Twitter handle is excuse me it's Jay Whitaker so ITS and I'll spell it out the rest Jay Whitaker so my name is very simple. Juliet Alpha Yankee Whiskey Hotel Indigo Tango Tango Alpha Kilo Echo Romeo And, Jay and then uh, my, the podcast is at the IVM podcast. Um, okay.
0: And uh, uh where you so and we can see you on the Disney show what's it called? Andy Mac.
1: Andy Mac. Andy Mac of uh, and also um vidangel check out uh check out when uh, if you're on vidangel angel um, my, my dry bar comedy uh, stand-up should be coming out very soon and it's called safe for work Jay, and then you,
0: li- live stand-up
1: live stand-up i don't have anything uh, planned yet i haven't um i decided um I'm, I'm trying not to headline um locally until i do something truly significant where i have something a new act and with this podcast and with the acting and just everything that's going on right now with me as a, as, a, as a military member and as a father, I'm really proud of the stuff that I've been writing and working on right now. So,
0: now Jay, I'm going to ask you like a real like a Hollywood um, question, a real you know gossipy question. Okay, you're good. You're a good-looking guy. You're you're you keep yourself in shape. You groom. I know you love to moisturize. Yes, I do. <laughs> that <laughs> shit is
1: mad important. I you know. I threw away my like I was mad because Dove came out with that Dove came out <laughs> yeah. with that racist ad. <laughs> oh yeah, and I had to throw that yeah. shit away.
0: Cause you no, like the in shower no. moisturizer. Yeah, I love that well, shit. Yeah, Jergens uh. makes one. this Yeah, Jergens makes
1: one, and and uh, mm-hmm. also Neutrogena. But yes, yeah. yeah. So so so
0: <laughs> so so and and Jay likes to see, and Jay always smells really nice. He has a little you. cologne, and he's uh, you know he's a, I don't do colognes. Uh, no, cologne is I just do, probably uh, the lotions. Uh, oils I oils and lotions okay. and, and just uh, eating All right. right. And so, so with all of that, um, and I know, well I, well, I just, oh I mean, uh, uh, love life, uh, uh, you have a...
1: My love life is extremely complicated because I'm married to one thing, and that's my career right now. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, it's, in my you know, being a, a, a better father to my son, you know, this this life is, he's the one that actually told me to do this. Like, I was thinking about getting another job you know and Mm -hmm. just you know and he says my son i love this kid we go to maxwell's a lot on sundays you know Mm because that's uh, that's our little spot we get our little big new york style pizza and he says to me uh hey man well not hey man but i was just like i was like i'm thinking about getting another job wish me luck he's like well dad i think you should just do comedy that's your thing Mm-hmm. And so, as soon as he said that, because I, I had been teetering on the idea of going, moving, and going to LA and going back and forth, mm-hmm. he said that I, the it was like a weight had been lifted. It was like a weight had just honestly been lifted, and so that allowed me to give, you know, I just two weeks later I was in LA, <laughs> and so then,
0: but you know, and it's Well, see. You're you're also. The fact that you speak so sensitively and movingly of your son, that's another thing about (laughs) you that that women would find really appealing, Jay. Uh,
1: Well, it's... I
0: I think you just sort of don't want to comment on that.
1: No, it's not. It's not. No, I'll comment. I'll answer the question. I'm not not going to Kellyanne Conway you, all right? Um, (laughs) What I will say is this, is love is is something I'm definitely looking for. It's just got to be the right time. It's got to be with somebody that's patient, you know, And, and... I feel like I've reached a point in my life where I'm looking for more. And I feel like I already have it. You know, actually, I know I have it, but I'm just looking for it. Right now, I'm so focused on this career. It's not to say that love is off to the side, but it's just like my son gave me the blessing. Like for for him, he says, Dad, go get it. So it's like for me, it almost feels like. I got to focus on that mm-hmm. for him yep. and for me, you know, because for years I was in mm-hmm. relationships, good ones, bad ones, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I had my years of, you know, I had my years of being a complete mm-hmm. asshole. Mm-hmm. And um, I will, you know, it's not a, it's not a chapter of my life I'm I'm proud about, but I've grown a lot from that. And now I'm moving forward and really focusing on my career and um, and being with my son.
2: Plus, well, this moisturizing schedule takes a lot of his time. That's right. cuz he has the morning and then there's applications during the day that you don't think about. See,
1: this is why this is why I like you because you understand. It's
2: the nighttime app. I get, you know. Yeah. You don't have time for girls in there. What are you going to
0: I have to I moisturize once but again, I'm, in the morning and that's it.
2: But but to let hey to be open about
1: it, you know, like mm-hmm. I love me some women. That's that's great. Well, yeah. Yeah, like just hey
0: you, you, it's not that you're a monk or anything. Yeah, but I You do I date. go out. I date. Yeah, yeah I okay. date,
1: but I keep, I openly date. Like, I will You be, keep it, keep it sort of at an arm's length. And it's just, it's... Mm-hmm. It's, uh... Nothing serious. Serious, but it's not. It, it, it's hard to explain.
0: Well, I know, I know what you mean. It's, I'll explain, do, I'll explain off mic. You do it in a nice way, and a, and a, but you, uh, you're not, it'd be too hard to be in a committed relationship. I'm
1: being, I'm being open and honest about what I am and what my intentions are, and I, and like I tell people straight off jump street like I'm really married to my career on this mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I have seen other pe- you know I see other people but yep yeah
0: it's right. it's kind of a okay. risky gamble I think no I think you Did I answer you, that? Yes, yes. I mean sir, I didn't t- I, you didn't really dance around it either. Yeah. You I, I thought you thought you were going to dance around I it, thought thought it. I thought I was going to dance
1: around but it too. But you didn't. But but that's a funny question because a lot of people would ask me that question sometimes when I'd go on other shows and I would tap ooh sh- Shit, you would have thought I was Gregory Hines or Savion Glover. I was tap dancing the shit out of that mm-hmm. question. Yeah, no,
0: but now I just kind of like—I mean, you were a little uneasy answering it, but, yeah. but essentially you answered. But
1: that's it. because I'm like I said earlier in this in, the, in this in this show, I'm owning up to a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. You know, I got to be more like—I mean, this this is the best part. I feel like I'm growing. You know, I'm just growing and growing. The restraints are coming off of of me. And I'm just opening up more and being and, and being honest more.
2: I know? also put truth serum in those fish tacos.
1: <laughs> this shit was good. As, this shit was good as hell. Taqueria 27. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Great.
0: Uh, so uh, Jay, uh, Jay Whitaker, uh, n- no planned live performances right now. But again, on the Disney show, uh, the podcast IVM. Yeah, the Incredibly Vocal Minority podcast. You yeah. know. There it is. And uh, look for him on VidAngel doing a, a what is it called? Dry Dry Bar Comedy. Dry Bar Comedy presents yeah. Jay Whitaker. Safe for work.
1: <laughs> I love that. Carrie right. came up with that.
0: And oh, and he's also on the uh, Geek Show. Geek, Geek Show Podcast. podcast. Yes, yes, yes. As a pretty regular panelist. Yes. Thanks, Jay. Not quite as regular as you have been, I guess, but you are. pretty we did, regular. We did a few more episodes. We're, We've been
2: trying to get Jay on this goddamn podcast for a year. This is yeah. our fourth attempt. I'm
1: Busy. so. I'm just glad that you. Cursed right off the bat, because I forgot to like check in. Like, is it okay if? It oh, but I'm, I speak. Try I try to speak. for... Oh real, no, we're soon.
0: not supposed to fucking swear on this thing. I know, but I just
1: I just wanted to. You know, because I'm, I'm I'm so used when I when I come in in the morning mm-hmm. and when you guys invite me on the show, right. you know, yeah. that's right why we have to me. do this in
2: a separate room. Yeah, but yeah. you know us well enough to do. We wouldn't to know we wouldn't do a podcast. We couldn't curse on exactly. We no. wouldn't. Why would do that? I've done I've done clean ones. Right. Yeah. I don't have time. You can show. do it. I'm safe for. Hey, damn it!
1: I am Jay. Gosh, frickin' flickety fleck! Moisturized Whitaker. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's right. I am safe for work. You do, you do, must do a part of your routine about moisturizing. Actually, I don't. You gotta. I, you gotta I know. Do I know. It. I, I'm It's work- hilarious. All right, I, I'll start something. You know, start, yeah. Start writing some stuff about moisturizing. I think it's great. All right, now, listen, we got to go, uh, Jay. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much. Pleasure. for having me. Uh, it. That's it. Uh, thank you, Dylan, for producing the show. Uh-huh. Uh, Jay Whitaker, our guest. I'm Bill Allred. And remember, if you're pouring drinks. Always make mine a double.
2: Broadway Media Podcast Network.